I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Let's deal with the, deal with a couple things here first. Obviously, it's in the news, Wall Street Journal today. Because we've got all kinds of Ask Dr. Jesse questions this hour. I just want to check off a couple things. Russia's Wagner Group. Wagner Group is what they're known as. But look, when you speak Russian the way I do. What, Chris? You're not a linguist like me. Anyway, they're known as Wagner the Wagner Group, it's a gigantic private military contractor that's not at all a private military contractor. They're really just part of the Russian military. There's word out now that they may provide air defense weapons to Hezbollah, according to U.S. intelligence. Okay, so what is the significance of this? One, obviously, can shoot down Israeli jets. Two, can shoot down American jets. Air defense weapons, the air defense weapons Russia possesses. Remember, these are not goat herders in Afghanistan. They're big boy air defense weapons that do have the ability to shoot down American planes. Now, this is awful. The thought of our pilots going down is awful. It's just the the worst thing in the world. This is part of what people have been warning about 
when you're going to publicly escalate a proxy war like we've been doing in Ukraine. Remember when we were when we were fighting these proxy wars in Afghanistan when the Soviets were in Afghanistan not us but when the Soviets were in there and we were fighting a proxy war we were we were pushing weapons into the hands of the Afghanis so they could kill Soviets. We went to painstaking lengths to try to cover up that fact. We would actually give it to the Pakistanis and the Pakistanis would we, we why because once you make it public, now you have forced me, if I'm the enemy, you have forced me to respond in kind publicly or I look weak and pathetic in front of my people. So when the American president gets up in front of the American people, as ours has, and said, oh, yeah, we're going to send them planes, we're going to send them tanks, we're sending missiles, we're going to send them all. And you have every politician from Lindsey Graham to Mitch McConnell to all of them, yeah, kill the Russians, kill them all. Well, Russia fights proxy wars too. Proxy wars go both ways. I hope this doesn't result in pilots going down, but proxy wars go both ways. All right. Now let's talk about communist language because we've been, we, we love to discuss this on the show. I love to discover the language they use, dissect it, figure out why you love it. Like this is, look, it's important as anti-communists, we figure out what they're doing because they're always lying. So because they're always lying, we have to figure out what they're always saying. We talked about it earlier this week when we talked about the term they love, best practices. We're going to determine best practices and how that's always commie gobbledygook for we don't want to tell you that we're actually just digging into oppressing our political enemies. Instead, they just say best practices. Sounds like you're just having a corporate meeting somewhere. Well, here's a great email. Hi, Jesse. The left's new buzzword is modernization. Why? Some examples, they say, the Food Labeling Modernization Act, the Modernization of Social Security, Agriculture Modernization, so on and so forth. Please keep us laughing. Didn't say I could use her name, so I will not. Modernization. Well, this is actually not a new concept for the communist. For Since the beginning of communism, they have always spoken in these terms, always. The terms, the individual terms can change, but it's always somewhere along the lines of everything's crappy now, but we are going to make things incredible and advanced in the future. Remember, communism is the religion of the malcontent. So you always have to understand the communist is speaking to malcontented people, bitter people at all times. It is the religion of the bitter. So he's always telling them, look, I know everything sucks now. Just give me more power. We're going to make things awesome. Mao, what Mao was trying to do in China when he killed 40 million of his own people, he actually called it modernization. Well, we're modernizing. We're modernizing. The modern-day Democrat uses the exact same language for the exact same reason. You know how often we make fun of uh, Dome? For this, this phrase she uses over and over and over again, I asked Chris to pull a couple cuts. He said it, he could have pulled an hour worth of cut. In every speech, she gives these. Always believe in what can be, unburdened by what has been. Simply put, your ability to see what can be 
unburdened by what has been. I thank you all. I could play that on a loop for you. I could play a thousand different cuts. It's every speech. Why does she speak like that? See what can be unburdened by what has been. Well, she's speaking to the malcontent. Obviously, that speech, that particular speech was written by some college sociology major or something, and they thought it was really witty. Dome fell in love with it. So she just wrapped her arms around it, both hands probably, and she just chose to embrace it. But what's she really saying? She's speaking to the malcontent. Your life sucks. But see what can be. If only, if only you give me more power. Just give me more power. And then you will see what can be. They love the term modernization. They love it. Absolutely love it. All right. One more question on the Israel-Hamas stuff because we have a bunch of other stuff, including how they're attacking Clarence Thomas and everything. Dear Pet Fish Freedom Fighter, last week you discussed using poison gas on the tunnel system in Gaza, but why not just pump them full of seawater? The ocean is right there, and I doubt Hamas has bulkheads in place capable of isolating flooded areas. Hostages held there would be a world of concern, maybe polluting the water table, but do you see any other reason that wouldn't work? It works on gophers. He said, use my name. Did I ever tell you about my gopher story? Oh, okay, hold on. We'll get back to this here in a minute. So you know that we moved around a lot when I was a kid. Uh, We didn't have a ton of money, and when we moved to Montana – my old man is just, he's good, and I'm grateful that he taught me so much about identifying how to, a property that can make money for you. And I don't mean, you know, home renovation specialists. I don't want to act like that's what we were. But he understood, I can buy this house, and I guarantee I can flip this house. I can sell this house for more money. And that's what we were doing on top of construction to try to make money in Montana. So we lived in 10 houses in 10 years. Yes, Chris, that's the correct story. 10 houses in 10 years. And in one of our houses, we actually had a big lawn. There's more land and property available in Montana, so it's not expensive, but a big lawn. So when we moved in, I thought I was in heaven. I was like, wow, it's a big lawn. And it had this big slope on it. And then dad was all, yeah, have fun mowing it by yourself. And we did not have a riding mower or a tractor. It was hand mowed. And I think it was Acre and a half, maybe two acres, hand mowed. Just get out there, boy. Have fun, right? So that's look, it's life. So that was the bad part of it. The good part of it was this. We had a front porch that overlooked the lawn and we developed a terrible gopher problem. Now for you animal rights nutters out there, uh, you might want to sit this one out, but I will also say gophers really are a huge problem for your house. They will hurt your pets. And not the gophers themselves. They'll step in the holes. Ranchers hate them. In Montana, I don't know if they still do this. When we were kids, what an innocent childhood. Me and my buddies, we would take our little Ruger 22s, and you could do this back then. We'd just drive up to a rancher's home and you know ring on the doorbell and because he would have fields out there where all these prairie dogs were. And we'd say, hey, sir, with permission, we'd love to go shoot some prairie dogs for fun on your home. Oftentimes in Montana back then, they would go give you shells to do it. They'd go give you a box of 22. Hey, yeah, sure, yes, go get them. Please kill them all. And they'd always say, just don't shoot towards the house, stuff like that. And we were. We were always respectful. We understood 
how to handle guns. And we go out there with, in our pickup, we just shoot prairie dogs all, all day long. That's how much of a nuisance they were. They tear things up. Anyway, my old man told me, I need you to get rid of the prairie dogs in the front lawn. They're tearing up the lawn. They're tearing everything up. They're a nuisance. I need to get rid of the prairie dogs. Okay, Dad. Well, I got it covered. Now, I don't want to say this was a residential neighborhood, but it was residential enough that I couldn't use a twenty-two. So I had to use a pellet gun. I had a pellet gun, super powerful pellet gun. Believe me, it did the job just fine. And so when I were, I was bored, you know, we didn't have smartphones and stuff like that. Go sit on the front porch, box full of pellets sitting there beside you and just wing, just sit and zing prairie dogs all day long. But the problem is prairie dogs, they breed like rabbits. And I just could not kill these daggone things fast enough. And my old man was getting displeased that I was not taking care of the prairie dog problem. So I thought I had a solution that did not turn out to work at all. I'll finish that story and we'll get back to ask Dr. Jesse questions in just a moment before we get to that. I love my dog. I don't expect you to love my dog. I know you love your dog. We love our dogs, so we take the best care of them we can, right? make sure they're fed, watered, walked. We make sure they have all the love and affection. I know my big fluffy idiot Fred gets more affection than he needs. But that's why we give him rough greens too. We give Fred rough greens because we love him. And because not just because it fixed his digestive issues. Not just because he doesn't have ear infections anymore. But because I know that we're giving Fred years longer to live. Your dog, if he doesn't get nutrition, which he doesn't from dog food will die years before he has to. Rough Greens is the dog's key to life because it's nutrition, vitamins, and minerals, and digestive enzymes. You pour it on your dog's food, they love it, and your dog lives better, longer. Free Jumpstart Trial Bags, 833-33-MY-DOG, or roughgreens.com slash jesse. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We're going to get to why they're attacking the Supreme Court and Clarence Thomas. We have all kinds of Ask Dr. Jesse questions from the FBI to my thoughts on the what they're doing to Trump. And someone wants to know, are Muslims a threat to America and our values and all kinds of spicy stuff. But I'm going to finish up my story about gophers and I'm going to get back to this uh, Gaza tunnel system. So old man tells me, get rid of the gophers in the lawn. I'm plinking as many of them as I can with my pellet gun. I cannot seem to... Look, they're coming in waves, all right? I'm only one man, and I'm not allowed to have a fully automatic weapon in this country. So I decided on my own. Now, I, this is... Uh, I don't want to sound like an old person, but I do need to clarify some things because we get used to things in life and we forget that things weren't always this way. This is pre-internet for the most part. I think the internet back then was a... A, a disc you put in your computer that was, it wasn't something you had really. And you definitely didn't have it on your phone. I didn't have some kind of a resource to go to to figure out how to get rid of the gophers. I was on my own. I figured on my own, I'll drown them out. I'll go get the garden hose, put it down the hole, fire that thing up, and drown them out. Now, Water, <clears throat> water is a precious resource. I probably didn't fully appreciate that at the time. And I didn't fully appreciate the tunnel system 
these little Viet Cong had created in the front lawn. So I stuffed the hose down there, and I'll be honest with you, I stood by, I was standing right real close this time, I was 10 feet away, with my pellet gun, ready to start barking when them little bad boys came out. I was going to let it eat, baby. The water was flowing, and the water was flowing, and the water was flowing. And there were no prairie dogs coming out for a long time. So I got bored. I tend to get distracted, and I got bored. And I thought, well, I mean, I just, you know what I'll do? I'll go make a sandwich. I'll go inside, and I'll make a sandwich. And I went inside, and I made a sandwich. And then I got distracted by some other things. And I think it was two hours later, I remembered that I had put a garden hose on in a hole in the front lawn. I have this wave of panic wash over me. Uh, similar to, are you a parent? If you're a parent, if you lose sight of your child in public, that little wave of panic you get, oh my gosh, he's been kidnapped. That's pretty much how I felt at the time. I spring out of my couch. I sprint towards the front. And, well, it was an ugly, ugly thing. You see, the Viet Cong tunnel system the prairie dogs had created in the front lawn had collapsed under all the water. And there was now uh, probably a 25 feet by 20 feet little muddy pond in the front lawn. And dad was due home from work in about a half hour from that point in time. Um, so that was not, that was not a very fun evening when dad got home and i never did get rid of all the prairie dogs. Anyway, why doesn't Israel just pump the Hamas tunnels full of seawater? Well, they might end up doing that for one. There's been all kinds of strategies thrown about. Keep in mind, Israel is going to be very close lipped about this sort of thing. They're definitely not going to inform people in our government of secret things because our government is hostile to our own country, their country, and everyone else. Everyone knows that now. Our government leaks like a sieve. We have Iranian operatives in the Pentagon. All right, Israel's not telling our government anything secret at all. So they might end up doing that. However, I do want to push back on something you just said. I doubt they can isolate areas. I doubt they have bulwarks, you know, like a, a, what's a good, a ship, a naval ship. You know, batten down the hatches, you would see from the movies, you know, where they shut the door and they turn the wheel thingy on the door, trying to scrape it so you understand it. Have you ever seen a video of those Hamas tunnels? Hamas is not an unfunded organization. There's all kinds of video out there now of the Hamas tunnels. In fact, I believe Russia just did one. If I remember right, I think I saw one a couple days ago. Hamas left the Ruskies in there. And they went down into the tunnel system and they videotaped a portion of it. I would encourage you to go look at that video. It's shockingly advanced. Shockingly advanced. You picture a tunnel, you know, created by Hamas and you probably picture some kind of dirt walls and every now and then there's all, the walls will cave in and stuff like that. It, it took a lot of time. And a lot of money to create that tunnel system. It's all concreted in air ventilation, the works. It would not, now I don't know this. It would not at all surprise me. Any tunnel system that advanced, they have a plan for water and they have a plan for gas. Again, I don't know that 
but I do know it is a it is an extremely advanced tunnel system. It's it's the most advanced tunnel system I've ever seen in my lifetime. I'll tell you that. I've seen the cartel tunnels, how they run drugs and things like that back and forth, and those are advanced, right? Those are, I don't want to just be dismissive of those. And the Viet Cong tunnels that I mentioned about the prairie dogs, the Viet Cong tunnels they used in South Vietnam and the Vietnam War, those were very advanced. They had hospital rooms and sleeping quarters and cafeterias and things like that. Even they, in my opinion, this is a personal opinion, did not rise to the level of sophistication I saw in those Hamas tunnels. These are advanced tunnels. Don't discount it. All right. Somebody wants to know, shouldn't we just have faith that good will overcome evil when it comes to our evil justice system and Trump? Let's talk about that. Hang on. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We get about to get somebody wants to know are Muslims a threat to America? Someone wants to talk about the FBI terrorist attacks here. Somebody, that's a, let's deal with this one first. Somebody called me Dr. Buzzkill. <laughs> All right, let's deal with this. Because this is fair. Let's deal with it. Dear Dr. Buzzkill, it seems as if you have already accepted Donald Trump's demise at the hands of the Communist Injustice Department as fait accompli. What you fail to take into account is the power of the moral high ground which Trump resonates with. This is why his poll numbers continue to increase in tandem with the intensity of his political persecution. As you know, greater odds have been successfully overcome throughout history. Are you willing to consider the possibility that there is a higher power at play here in this contemporary battle between good and evil? He says I can say his name. His name is Nathan. Well, let me be clear about this here. When I warn about how evil our Justice Department is, and I warn you about what they're going to do to Trump, and you keep in mind, I am not obviously rooting for it, as you know, and I don't know it for a certainty because I always leave room for miracles in my life, as should you. I will tell you right now. Look, let's pause on this for a moment. I'll get back to it. I'm not avoiding the subject. Just pause on this for a moment. Right now, uh, one of my buddies, his wife's family is going through the worst situation humanly possible. It's as ugly, soap opera, Hollywood-like disaster Kids involved, disease involved. It is the most hopeless, horrible-looking situation ever. We are praying about it and leaving room for a miracle because miracles do happen. And you should always hope for and look for that. However, there's an old saying that is 1,000% true, always has been, and always will be. And this is why I'm very frank with you about how evil our justice system is, about how uh, what I think they're going to do to Trump. And then once they're done with him, to the next guy, and you, and me, and all the rest of us. The reason I say that is hope is not a plan. As the old saying goes, hope is not a plan. I see, uh, look, it's fine if you are hopeful and praying for a miracle because they are evil and we are not. And you're, ho- yeah, yes, there's no question. That's fine to hope for that outcome. But if that's what we're going to bank on, if you're going to bank on that, you're insane and cheating yourself and the country. You say, it seems I've accepted Trump's demise. I understand how communist governments work and how evil they they are. And I understand something that many on the right do not seem to grasp yet, although they will. I would argue they will. 
that there is no line these people will not cross. The communist does not have lines because he doesn't share your moral code. He doesn't share any of your values at all. And remember this, to the communist, Donald Trump is the devil. Remember, the communist creates gods and devils all the time, new ones at all times. He does this for a variety of reasons, but really it just gives him more power. He will create a god immediately, and he will demand you get on your knees and worship it. George Floyd, worship it now. Tell me how racist you are. George was innocent, right? Say it. Say it. George Floyd was innocent. We'll put up a statue of him, a god, immediately. They do the same thing with their devils. Doesn't matter whether you love Trump or hate him. They immediately made him a devil, and they have, with an ongoing effort on on many different fronts, created in the minds of Democrats that Donald Trump is the Antichrist, the devil, and Adolf Hitler all rolled up into one. They've been taking these poor, mostly innocent January 6th people and destroying their lives now for two years, destroying their freedom, destroying their marriages, throwing them in prison, wrecking every bit of their lives. And they don't care about the January 6th prisoners a fraction as much as they care about Donald Trump. The people on the right are deluding themselves to the point it's pathetic to watch. When I see all this, we'll just MAGA harder and look at the poll numbers. Honestly, the most delusional person in the world right now, I roll my eyes every time someone brings up to me Donald Trump's poll numbers. They're throwing Donald Trump in prison. And even if they don't, they're never, ever, ever going to allow him to become president again. It's not because he's bad or he's wrong. It's because they're evil. And we have an evil justice system in this country. And the right, and I understand it's, it's common, it's human nature to hang on to something, to hang on to something that, that you want to feel like, oh, the system isn't that bad. Surely the, uh, they won't go that far. Uh, surely uh, uh, a jury, maybe one jury guy will overcome or, or, or an appeal, oh, we'll win on appeal, or, or maybe the Supreme Court will save us. That sounds like a whole lot of cope to me. That sounds like a whole lot of wishful thinking. Now, you can pray for that. And you can allow for a miracle to take place. And that's fine in your life. But that better not be the plan. That better not be what we're banking on. Or it's over. And I understand why his poll numbers go up every time he's being politically persecuted. The right does not like political persecution. We don't like that our system has declared war on us. And we view Trump as an extension of us. And so every time they attack him, his poll numbers go up. But that doesn't change the facts on the ground. You know who doesn't give a crap about Donald Trump's poll numbers? He could be up 99 to 1 on Joe Biden and Ron DeSantis and everyone else. The communists in his New York City jury, in his D.C. jury... The communist prosecutors, communist judges, and communist juries, they don't give a crap about those poll numbers. Why? Because as I've explained again and again, what would you do if you were sitting on a jury with Adolf Hitler? You would vote to convict. 
And it wouldn't matter whether you saw evidence that he was guilty or not of whatever crime they were accusing him of. Let's say it wasn't even, you know, murdering 8 million Jews. Let's say it was tax evasion or something stupid. And no one produced any evidence at the trials showing that Adolf Hitler got off on taxes. You would still vote to condemn him. You would still vote to convict him. And you would want him thrown in prison for as long as possible. You know why? Because it's Adolf freaking Hitler. That's how Democrats view Donald Trump. For years, the communist has created this devil. Look at Trump. Look at Trump. Everything's Trump. Everything's Trump. Everything's Trump. Trump's the enemy. Trump's evil. Trump's this. MAGA Republican. MAGA this. MAGA that. Now... You're going to ask 12 communists and a jury to decide whether or not he's, quote, guilty? They already think he's the Antichrist. That's fine. Pray for a miracle. I am not saying that to bring you down. I'm saying that to wake people up on what our system is and to come up with some kind of a plan. Because, again, hope is not one. Hope is not a plan. Period. All right. Now, speaking of our evil system, let's talk about the Cheka. And let's answer this spicy question. Are Muslims a threat to America? Before we get to that, let's do this. There is a threat to America. And believe it or not, it's actually a greater threat than anything we talk about here. Don't roll your eyes. Just stay with me for a second. Testosterone. You see, America's testosterone levels have dropped by 50% in 50 years. That is such a stunning drop that if the trend continues, it honestly doesn't matter how you vote, right, left, middle, don't vote at all. It doesn't matter what happens debt-wise, foreign policy-wise. That is societal collapse. We simply will not produce enough babies. We won't be strong enough, focused enough. There will not be an America in a hundred years if the testosterone drop does not reverse itself. That's a fact. It's, look, that's biology. I don't care whether you like it or not or whether I like it or not. Chalk is out to change it. The anti-communists at Chalk, I take a male vitality stack every day. They have female vitality stacks. They have chocolate powder. It's all natural, though. That's the point. Natural herbal supplements. 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days, fellas. CHOQ.com. Promo code JESSE. Get your 35% off subscriptions. Go now. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We still have more than an hour left on the show. Let's just go ahead and try to avoid this at all costs. Finally, the underemployment rate, which is 7.2, it continues to move up. Maybe I saved the best for last. Labor force participation, 62.7. It's going in the wrong direction. Our last look was 62.8. That was the best since February of 2020. Eh, that's not good. Uh, all, every indication is that we're already in a recession, and they're lying about it. They're lying about the numbers. Recession is here. Just, let's just make sure we're taking care of each other. All right? Prepare. Take care of each other. Let's move along here. Hey, dude, I'd call, but I'll, I'd talk slowly, to be honest. <laughs> Why does the famous but incompetent FBI, he says, scare people with a possible Hamas attack? I'm an old GWAT vet. That's global war on terror, by the way. And I learned a lot about the different terrorist groups, especially of the Muslim persuasion. One of the interesting parts about Hamas 
They've never conducted an operation on U.S. soil. Iran has, but Hamas hasn't. They're a regional threat whose only declared enemy is Israel and her allies and invaders. If for some reason they all of a sudden decide to attack here, that makes no sense. They have a limited number of supporters even in Gaza. Somehow we are to believe they have radicalized people here to attack. He's asked with a question mark. Uh, Look, one, terrorism, jihad, all these things, it, it is a complicated subject, more complicated than we allow for it to be, meaning the different groups are different with different motivations oftentimes. And we kind of lump them all into one. Oh, they're all just terrorists. You know? So you bring up a good point. Hamas is not Hezbollah. Hezbollah is not Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda is not ISIS. ISIS is not Boko Haram. There, there, there are a million others, right? There are different terrorist groups. Why is the FBI warning over and over again about a potential domestic terrorist attack? Well, I think they think one's coming. I don't know that they think it's Hamas, but I think they know one is coming. Simply by how many people we've allowed Mr. in. Mr. Secretary, approximately how many illegal aliens in this country or here on asylum have direct ties to Hamas, to Hezbollah, to the Islamic Jihad or the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps of Iran? Senator Marshall, let me assure you that individuals that pose a risk to our national security are our highest enforcement priority, the safety and security of the American public. Do you have any idea how many numbers, what those numbers are? Is it tens, is it hundreds, is it thousands? An individual who poses a risk to our national security is our highest enforcement priority. And if detention- So you don't know the answer to the question? And if detention is indeed warranted by reason of the risk they present, then we indeed detain them. Yeah, they never answer any question. The communists, remember, remember, always remember this, just pause on everything. This is a good reminder for all of us anti-communists. The communist is always vague, always vague for a reason. He can't ever be specific. He has to lie, one, and two, if he's specific about anything, well, then once a goal is achieved, he'll be expected to stop. The communist is always vague, and the communist will always demand you be specific. He gets to be vague, you be specific. That's a, it's a political tactic and a very, very, very effective one. Have you ever run into this with a communist? Maybe your liberal Aunt Peggy or somebody like that? Oh, define this. You can't even define it. Notice how the communist will never define anything, but you have to define everything. Why? He wants you sitting there hand-wringing. Well, I mean, hang on. By the, let me look up the dictionary. And he never has to define a single thing. Now, that's why I think there's a terrorist attack coming. They have allowed them in. They've opened up the border on purpose. They don't want a terrorist attack to happen here. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they want one to happen here, especially before the election. Everything, everything just calm down. Everyone calm down. And Mayorkas doesn't want to be on, on, on a recording saying how many are allowed here. And he doesn't want to be on recording saying none are allowed here. Because then when some nutcase blows up, blows himself up or shoots up a bunch of Jews, they don't want to have to go back to that tape and say, see, you let him in. That's why he's being vague there. But it's something I think about. You know what else I think about? I think about how much money of yours and mine has gone to communist companies in this country. 
I think about it a lot. You know, look, I confessed recently. I forgot. I bought a bunch of Hershey's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Hershey's products for, for Halloween. I funded people who hate my guts. It's my fault. It's on me. Who's your cell phone with? Do you have Verizon? Do you have T-Mobile? AT&T? You pay your cell phone bill automatically every single month. Every month. Do you make automatic payments to communism every single month? If you pay in one of those companies, you do. They hate your freaking guts. Go look up those companies in Pride Month and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. You could switch to Pure Talk and then not only have the same great service, but support veterans, veteran suicide, veteran debt. It takes 10 minutes on the phone speaking to someone who speaks English. And then your automatic payments, one, they go down. They go to a company that loves you. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk, all right? Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Dr. Jesse Leathers. <laughs> I hate you guys. Are Muslims a threat to the United States and our values? People tell me they are a peaceful religion, but how can that be when their prophet Muhammad was a pedophile and they, so on and so forth? I have never seen a public Muslim outcry against injustice done to other Muslims, so on and so forth. I've never seen... Okay. He said, I know you're not afraid of the hard questions, and I look forward to your answer. Okay, are Muslims a threat to the United States of America in our values? Well, let's begin with this here. I have had a bunch of experiences with Muslims in our part of the world and in hostile parts of the world. Parts of the world where you think, wow, they're all bad. And I'm sure I'm probably, my, my life experiences have jaded me to this, but I have, look, I remember it like it was yesterday. We were in Najaf, Iraq, and we were, well, we were doing some things. I'm not going to go into it. And a guy comes out, he ran a little bakery, a little Iraqi bakery, and he just invites us, hey, you, will you come in? Will you guys come in? You Marines come in and sit with us. And I was in charge of the patrol at the time, so... And we, we were in a situation where we could. So me, buddy, we went in, posted some guards out front. We went in, sat down, and just broke bread with the man. We had tea. Those freaking Iraqis put so much sugar in their tea. I was bouncing off the walls by the time. Oh, Chris, you can't even imagine it. No, Chris, actually, you better just imagine it. I don't know how welcome you'd be over there. But anyway, the, the, really a lot of sugar in their tea, I'll say. But great tea, great baked goods. And we sat, just some young Marines and this old Muslim running a bakery. We sat and we just talked about life. And we talked about why we're here. What's the goal? Do I hate him? Does he hate me? Who supports what? Let's talk about that. Next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.